0: Good morning, Tingting. Ting. How are you? Hi, Rachel. I'm really good. How are you doing? Welcome to Peace of Mind, a podcast series exploring the world of mental health from OTMP MindWorks. In this episode, Yuting Pak and Rachel Chan Masariego's, both child psychologists, are inspired by a recently released Disney movie Turning Red, whose lead character Meilin shows different personalities at school and at home. While discussing the film, Rachel and Yu Ting share their insights on growing up, the increasing communication challenges both parents and teenagers are facing, and how to lead by example as a parent or guardian, making sure that good intentions and advice are received in a positive, helpful, and healthy way.
1: I recently watched a film called Turning Red by Domi Shi and it really resonated with me because it really reflected what I've been seeing in practice recently. Have you watched the film yourself?
2: I actually just recently watched it as well and I had the exact similar thoughts in terms of it really relates to the kiddos and the
1: teens I'm working with right now. Exactly. And um, in the film, actually, the main character, mainly, she has... Very different personality at home than she does at school. So, the reason I really like this film is because I feel like it really reflects some of the conflict and communication difficulties that a lot of teenagers are currently having with their parents or guardians. And it can be really difficult to navigate your way through it as a parent, but also as the child yourself. Is that something you've noticed? I have. And even
2: more so, I think it reminded me of a couple of themes. I've been seeing in my practice. One is how kids sometimes act differently at school
1: um, than who they are at home with their parents. Right. And I think another key point that comes up in this movie a lot is sort of some of the difficulties parents are having with sort of finding the right balance with giving their children the support and guidance, but also stepping back and letting them find their own path. Are there any other things that you've noticed in the film that are quite reflective of things in practice? The main one
2: that stood out to me is the way parents really feel like they need to be on guard all the time to make sure that their child is doing okay. And a lot of this is from the intentions of wanting to protect their child. Right. But how it really
1: feels for the child is a different story. So when watching this film, Turning Red, it really reflected to me a lot of the things that I'm seeing in Amongst Teenagers in my practice but more specifically it actually made me think of a case of mine it's a teenage girl who is just like the character in the movie in that she is a completely different person at school than she is at home and at school she's this really bubbly charismatic full of energy person who really enjoys hanging out with her friends and she's got a really really great group of friends but at home and this is something that she tells me but also that her parents tell me she's completely different. She's quiet. She keeps to herself. She's almost withdrawn. And when I speak to her about this and, you know, I I ask her, why is it that you find yourself being a completely different person at home? It kind of comes down to not wanting to disappoint her parents with who she is. So instead of speaking up, she doesn't speak at all. Wow. And another thing that happens is if there's ever any conflict at home, any arguments, even if she disagrees even if she finds this almost like fire within her to want to talk back or stand up for herself or share her opinion she actively stops herself because she says it's so much easier not to say anything than to have to say something and deal with the potential backlash of what's to come from her parents and so the reason i i thought this was really interesting is because i'm sure there's many parents out there who are struggling At home with a child who isn't speaking at all. And it can be quite difficult, especially in their teenage years, to get your children to share with you. And so, you know, part of it is perhaps wondering whether, is my child doing this 180? Are they a completely different person at home than they are at school? And wanting to sort of get some more of their true personality out. And because a lot of that is embedded in fear, so. Worrying about, is my mom going to be okay with who who I am? Are my choices in my uni subjects or my choices in my school subjects going to be approved by my guardians and my parents? And so a lot of these worries mean that children hide and they pretend to be someone they're not sometimes at home. And so I think perhaps if parents are feeling like you're not really getting a true version of your child, it might be time to perhaps get some of that out and it can be really difficult to expect your child to share with you if they haven't before. Given what you've seen in your practice, Mm -hmm. why do you think that
2: piece is significant in terms of the child acting different at home than
1: who they are really at school and who they really feel they are? I think it's because what ends up happening is the child never really feels himself at home which means they're never really communicating. And so if something is actually wrong, let's say your children are struggling with friends at school or perhaps you know they're struggling with their own mental health, they aren't really going to share that with you, which means they're not going to be getting the help that they need. And I'm sure perhaps for you working with adults as well, you might see some of the knock-on effects of perhaps not having that communication at home. What do you notice in your practice? You're right. In terms of I work
2: with adults and kids and especially with young adults, you start to see that transition in terms of them really becoming who they are. And perhaps another way to look at it is the difference between those young adults who grew up in a household where emotions were actually very encouraged to talk about and they actually felt safe to talk to their parents Mm. in terms of how they really think and feel. So there definitely is a connection because how we grow up as children and how we grow up as teenagers really does affect who we are as adults. And so another way to look at it is the adults that I work with, Mm -hmm. the ones who actually feel that when they were growing up, they were growing up in households that really encourage talking about emotions and really encourage their ideas and what they want in life. There, you do see a difference in terms of their confidence in who they are. They There's less of a second guessing in terms of their beliefs Mm. or even what they want. Right. And on the flip side, when you grow up in a household where you are always worried about what your parents would think and ultimately disappointing them, then even as an adult, it's really hard to shake off that inner voice, that inner critic that will keep asking you, hey, like, is this really right? Is my point of view, is my opinion even valid? Right.
1: Yeah. So it sounds like what you're saying is that it's really important to start sort of some of this communication at home when the person is younger, because it means that we can really foster some of that confidence for when they're older. We can really allow them to develop into adults who are strong in their opinion, willing to share how they feel, communicate their thoughts and their opinions healthily.
2: Yeah, definitely. It's more impactful if a children learns about these skills at a younger age rather than unlearning kind of the fear right. of under
1: adults right exactly and so i think something that parents could be doing at home now would be if you notice that your child isn't sharing so much or they're very quiet expecting them to share with you right away is going to be quite a tall order and so i think maybe start by sharing yourself um asking your child for their opinion on things asking them how they feel about something Showing your child that their opinion is valid and you want to hear it. Once we can practice that a bit more day to day, you might find that, hey, actually, my child's now willing to share with me without me prompting them. And that can really get the communication flowing at home. And that means, for example, in the case of the individual I just spoke about, she would then actually be sharing with her parents when she does feel she disagrees with what the parents have said at home and they can have sort of this healthy Discussion, right? Because something that happens when we argue and we don't share, we keep everything inside, right? And that can blow up later on in life.
2: That definitely does not go away. Um, and to that point, I think starting small with the small things of what would you like to eat for dinner mm. or which movie would you want to watch? Right. When a child feels like, hey, my parents are listening to me, over time when I get more and more comfortable they'll start to bring the big things. Perhaps another key point is to not rush them. Creating a safe space does take time. Right. But building a good foundation is also very valuable.
1: What about when it comes to having been able to share and communicate a little bit better? How would you suggest sort of forging your own path in amongst the expectations of your parents? Yeah,
2: so that's a really big theme that came up for me when I was watching the film. And specifically throughout the film, Turning Red, the 13-year-old child, Mei Li, turns into this really big, fluffy red panda Mm. whenever she feels big emotions or whenever she gets excited or angry or basically whenever she even feels any emotion that isn't a very neutral baseline. Yeah, And so that really stood out to me because... I believe you can see that red panda is a symbol for many different things. For me, it really represents the moments that Meili was her own person. Mm -hmm. And in terms of really something that she really fears that her mom won't like. And I really think that that's really significant because a lot of times you might find that the child or teenager might really worry that who they are is something that would disappoint their parents. But it's really part of their core self. And so when that becomes a struggle in terms of feeling like my core self is something that I worry my parents might not like, there's a deep rooted fear that they grow up with.
1: Right. Okay. And so what would you suggest then for perhaps parents or even the teenagers themselves to avoid developing this sort of deep fear of being who you really are?
2: I think first really starts with the messages that they might be receiving from their parents when parents are very strict in terms of saying you need to do this mm. or it's only if you have these careers that right. make you a more prestigious or more valued member of society or even sometimes parents love talking in terms of stories mm. and if they mention stories of oh there's a family friend whose daughter decided to pursue arts in college and you can tell by the tone that the parents is not approving at all yeah then the child immediately will understand this is not what my mom wants
1: right okay so it sounds like what you're saying is sort of reminding parents to perhaps be aware of what they might be suggesting indirectly right this story that I'm about to tell you know what what is my child going to take away from that Right. And I think that is definitely something that I notice as well in my practice, because a lot of the teenagers that come in here perhaps don't actually hear things come out of their parents' mouths directly. Like, don't do this. Don't don't be like this. But through what they hear about stories of other people, they've gathered, hey, my parents didn't really seem to approve of that person wanting to do that. Then that must mean that I shouldn't do that either. And so indirectly, children are placing this sort of pressure on themselves about what their parents expect of them without actually having the conversations about what those expectations are. So would you say that communication then and sitting down with your child and sharing with them expectations, for example, about academics and careers and maybe sitting down and listening to them about what they truly want to do and finding a way to perhaps meet in the middle or figure out how you can better support your child down their own path?
2: I think there's definitely a value
1: of words
2: that sometimes is not talked about as much. Mm. Even as simple as a phrase, for example, I will support you no matter what, right? I love you no matter what. Really emphasizing these phrases would create this understanding in the child that, hey, I know I'm kind of scared that what I want right now is not what my parents want, Mm. but they'll still be there for me. They'll still love me. And reminding for the parents to remind a child of that very regularly would be helpful as well. Yeah. But I can imagine for parents, it is difficult to make that shift because
1: likely they also grew up not feeling Mm. hurt by their own parents. Exactly. Very good. Yeah. And I think that's definitely something that I really took away again from this film, Turning Red was sort of the, the end scene of where, Meili was able to provide her mother with the support and words that she never received as an as a child herself, and so sometimes, like you said, it can be really hard to do something that was sort of never done for you or say something that was never modeled for you, and so I think parents really need to perhaps take a step back and realize that it's okay to find this difficult. No one is perfect, and we're all sort of trying to figure out what's best for our family and our child and so a question that we can actively ask ourselves is what would I have wanted in this situation as a child or a teenager and really figure out how can I provide this for my child now so taking a step back and rather than putting on your hat as a parent take that hat off and put the hat of you know back when I was 16 what were my struggles with my parents? And what would I like them to have said to me? And all you have to do is try and, you know, apply that to the situation in in that moment.
2: I really like that. It's encouraging to ask themselves, what did my younger self
1: need? Yes. And I think also remembering that um, it's not going to be easy to just make that shift right away and taking it in small steps, right? And allowing yourself the time to figure out how best to deliver that for your for your child is really important. One well, more thing I do want to mention is really
2: giving credit to parents mm. and how a lot of times the intentions are really good. Yeah, A lot of times parents really want to do what's best for their child, what they believe is best for their child. And a lot of it is to protect their child from perhaps the own hurt and the own struggles that they had to grow up with. Mm. Unfortunately, sometimes it does translate into the child feeling like they're being watched all the time.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think that that kind of comes back down to my main point of of what I took away from this film also was the mum in this film actually said, had I watched you like a hawk, then none of this would have happened. And I thought that was such an interesting phrase because I think that must resonate with so many parents. So many parents must feel that in order for everything to be okay, I must be fully aware of everything that's happening. But just like in this film, Turning Red, May spent most of her time doing everything her mom disapproved of behind her back and lying. And so teenagers will be teenagers, and I'm sure many of them are perhaps doing things that their parents disapprove of behind their back and are testing boundaries and things like that and so I think being careful with actually if my child may be doing this anyways would I rather be in a position where I have no idea what's happening or would I rather be in a position where we have open communication and despite it happening we're able to support them through it and guide them through it and provide them with the wisdom that we now have as adults. And so remembering that actually it's quite important to be okay with some of the stuff that your children are, you know, testing or figuring out in themselves, whether that's liking a boy concert thing or going to, you know, hang out with their friends or perhaps experimenting with the arts, whatever it may be, sitting down with your child and having that open communication and figuring out what they really feel. Sometimes I think when we end up watching our child like a hawk, for example, our child is going to be really aware of that. And so what they end up doing is hiding themselves, withdrawing from the family, and, you know, doing that exact 180 that we just talked about, being a completely different person at home than they are at school. And so it means that we might end up, you know, being in a family where we don't really know who our children are and our children don't really feel like they can share with the family and be who they really want to be.
2: It really leaves no room for them to grow in front of their parents.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
2: I think to add to your point, Rachel, another thing to consider is that when kids feel like they need to go behind a parent's back, mm-hmm. there's a risk for them to do things that are actually dangerous without any guidance or wisdom from adults. Right. We you're talking about, let's say, alcohol or drugs, If they're doing it in an environment where they're doing it with other friends who also feel like they need to do it behind their parents' back, then you create this community where everyone's trying to figure out on their own Mm -hmm. and not really knowing
1: what's safe or not safe. Right. So not necessarily being well-informed.
2: Yes. And having more information and having guidance will really help the children make informed decisions.
1: Right. Right. So it sounds like what you're saying across all of this is, you know, one of the best things that parents can be doing at this moment to not only ensure that their children are able to be who they really want to be at home, share who they are, but also are able to sort of go down their own path, build the confidence and self-validation that they need to be successful adults in the future, is to really sit down and, and talk and be honest and have those opportunities to show your children that their opinions matter, that they are valued, and that they are an important part of the family no matter what they decide to do, no matter who they really are.
2: That's really beautifully said, and I believe those are some key components to really build a strong foundation between the relationship with the child and parents. And as a children navigates many different challenges in life, it can create a good base of communicating with their parents, not feeling judged, but also feeling supported in terms of who
1: they end up becoming so that would look like for example sitting down at home and asking your children about what they like to do um, what are they interested in in the future and asking your children for their opinions even if it's for simple small things like what they would like to have for dinner or where they would like to go for the movies and then for even bigger things like how do you feel about moving countries or how do you feel about moving to a different school things like that
2: yeah so first creating space for them to share their opinions, and even honoring some of their opinions. Mm. Again, parents can start small as in, okay, you want to eat Italian for dinner. Sure, that sounds great. Let's do it. Right, yeah. Those kind of patterns repeated will really create this feeling in the child that, hey, what I am saying is really being heard right now. And then that's where the foundation starts being built up.
1: So just remembering that your parents... Have good intent, and sometimes they may not know how to communicate that intent properly with you. But finding ways to stand up for yourself or perhaps share your opinion in even small ways, such as voicing what you would prefer to do at school, as opposed to letting your parents tell you what you'd like to do at school. And if you're struggling to find the courage for that, well, then start with something small, like telling your parents what you'd like to have for dinner that day. So before we finish, I do think it would be quite important to acknowledge perhaps the viewpoint of the child and that sometimes the fear is that if we are who we really want to be, that it might take us away from our family. And it's so beautifully said in the film Turning Red right at the end, where Maylee says to her mom, I'm afraid that it's going to take me away from you, to which her mom has a really positive response.
2: I really remember that scene because the mom just paused, looked at the daughter and said, the farther you go, the prouder I'll be. And that really stood out to me because it really shows that despite everything, despite her fears of who her child would become, she ultimately wants her child to still be who she wants to be. Mm. And there really is that emphasis there.
1: So Ting Ting, I'm really happy that we've been able to have this chat about this film and I really do hope that If there's parents or teenagers out there who feel like they're struggling to communicate with each other, that, you know, perhaps they can give this movie Turning Red a watch, but also that they can maybe reach out to their friends or professionals if they're not sure how to start that conversation and remembering that it's okay to ask for help. It's really beautifully said,
2: Rachel. I agree. It's hard to ask for help. Communication is hard, but one step at a time. can really start to understand each other as a family
0: we hope that you enjoyed this episode and thank you for the wonderful feedback that we've received from our listeners so far if you'd like more information advice and support about any of the topics discussed in this podcast please visit our website at www.mindworks.com.hk where you can also comment like and share. To hear future episodes, please subscribe. This episode was produced by Punch Presentations for OTMP and MyWorks. Thank you for listening.